Welcome to The Hiring Manager, the mini episode from the student manager, it's Fonger News. And joining me is longtime friend for over 30 years, that's right, 30 years in the business of sales and leadership, JT, real name, John Todd. Great to see you, JT. Fonger, it's great to see you. And before we get into the hiring manager, we got to say we are sponsored by Marketing Marcy. Marketing Marcy helps any college grads or any someone looking for a job with cover letters, resumes, so you can look her up on social media, Marketing Marcy. But JT, we could talk stories about our whole 30 years of sales career, but this podcast really helps college graduates with the search and recruiting process for first-time employment. And if anyone's listening out there for a lot of these, right, the people are graduating right now, college grad, maybe going through the interviewing process, what's the best advice you can give someone that's looking for a job right after college? I think the best advice I would give them is have a story to tell out of college, the successes they've had all the way through college with consistency and how those skills will translate into the opportunity they're looking for. So give me an example, right? A lot of the uh, listeners that are, are listening to this podcast might be looking for a job. How do they find that right company? How do they reach out to that individual even to get to that step? Well, I think number one is the first thing you have to do is find someone that wants to hire you in the same arena that you're looking for. And the most important thing is be successful at that job. You have to be open-minded. Usually your first job is not a great job, but you don't ever take that next step until you find success. So I think once you find that opportunity and you find something where your skills translate, only worry about being successful. Because if you're successful there, you can then take that next step in your career. When you're interviewing, right, you have uh, over 40 people that report to you for direct managers, right? And JT's been hiring and firing for a long time in the payroll industry. I guess, would you even hire anybody out of college? I would in certain scenarios. We have to have a person where we have leadership nearby. We can't hire someone out of college where they're virtual. We owe that person the right, I would say, leadership and hands-on training. So in order for us to hire someone like that, we'd have to have a leader near that person. You mentioned something virtual, right? With COVID happening and everyone working virtual, do you see that affecting the workforce today, people not wanting to work or even the interviewing process? I believe it's harder for a company to take on an individual virtually that has no experience, especially in the industry or even working experience. So yeah, I do believe there is some disadvantage for someone get looking to get in the workplace right now where they don't have that hands-on training as much, making everyone virtual. So I think it is more difficult for someone early stage career graduating from college to get going. What's one of your top questions you ask in an interviewing process? And if someone's listening, how can they prepare for an interview? Number one, I would say, walk me through your resume and tell me the success of you had each stop in your resume. What have you done to be successful? What awards or achievements have you had? When do you know it's BS and fluff? When you ask second level questions, give you more details about how you got this award. What was this award about? Uh, what were the qualifications? And when they can't come up with that, then you know there's a lot of fluff. You always have to ask second level questions. So give me an example. Give my followers and audience an example if someone's interviewing to be prepared for a second level question. Let's role play. Michael, uh, walk me through some of the successes you've had at Paychex over the years. I've uh, won a couple sales awards. I've made conference uh, salesperson of the month. Explain to me what conference means and what were the qualifications? That's a great question. 
right? So I'm going to pause there because listen how JT just asked the second level question. It's going to make that candidate think. And, and in the sales world, conferences, it's an annual trip for the top sales reps meeting a certain requirement, certain number of volume of annual sales, maybe only top 20% of the employees, sales reps make that trip, correct? That is absolutely correct. Now, Michael, when you qualify for that trip, did you get some kind of award or plaque or what do they give you for making that trip? Yes, I walked up on stage. I got to shake Tommy G's hand. I got like some nice little plaque and I hung it up on my sales desk. Great. I'd love to see a picture of that one. It'd be super impressive if you could show me a picture of that. I love how you mentioned that because during our stages of interviews, I used to bring pictures and sometimes I would bring the brag book. Do people still bring a brag book today? I don't think you have a full brag book, but I think a couple copies of some awards you've won is great. It just has to show some successes wherever you've been to document what you've done, especially early stage in your career where you don't have a lot to back you up. I think as you move in your, through your career and they see different positions you've had, that defines your success. But early stage career, yes, I think you need to find, uh, you need to have copies of some successes you've had, some awards, some documentation. So what would be an example of maybe a college grad graduating success that you might show at one of your first interviews or the, during the process? Yeah, I think an example of myself, when I first got out of college, I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And when I was interviewing at Paychex, I had to show success where I was there. So I showed them I won Damage Waiver Salesperson of the Month six different times. And so I got to go to the lunch and I sold the most damage waiver in my region for six straight months. <laughs> JT, I'm smiling because you just brought a flashback 30 years ago. You were very proud of selling that damage waiver with the initial. Given this example, a word track of how you used to just assume that damage waiver sale. For those of you that might be getting in the sales or just the assumption, right? Because assuming is very powerful. It is. It is. You have to assume that you have to assume the opportunity. And I think right now when you ask people, do they want to meet with you? No, you should assume, hey, I'm available next Wednesday or Thursday, either at one or two Great both tip. days. What day works best for you? Always assume someone wants to meet with you because it makes it more awkward for them to back out then. Great tip. Great tip. Great assumption. Now, in closing, either during the interview process or some tips about when you're, when you're in front of that individual, how do you get to that next step? I think the next step is really important. To, first of all, you need to ask to go to the next step. That's number one. But I think you've got to go back and reiterate all the reasons why you'd be a good fit. So I would have three things that I would really point out and say, because of A, B, and C, I believe I'd be a great fit for your team. What are your thoughts on that? JT, 30 years in sales of leadership. If you only had 30 seconds to help someone looking for that college search and admission process besides explaining success, what would it be? I think the number one thing would be is show a consistency through graduating from college. Try to grab at least one or two internships through college and have some success there. And then when you meet with someone, just have that desire to learn and show a high level of energy and desire to be successful. And I think that's the most important thing starting out. You're listening to John Todd, other known as JT, probably hired. How many people have you hired? Over 200 people. How many people have you fired? Probably about 100 people. Great tips, great insight. Not 100. <laughs> My claim to fame is I've never fired anybody. I walk them, talk them out of the process. Exactly. Talk them out of the job. You're listening to The Hire Manager, again, brought to you by Marketing Marcy. If you're ever looking to upgrade your resume, cover letter, 
Look her up on Instagram. It's Fonger News of the Hiring Manager, out.